how are you doing this morning? Oh, come on. How are you doing this morning? Okay, I got to be in the right church here now. I'm, I'm telling you. Hey, do you know what today? We are gathering today. We are gathering in the name of Jesus. Say Jesus. Now, that's the reason we're here today. You're not here to hear me preach. You're not, that isn't it. You weren't here to hear the worship team. You know, all that's good. And you weren't here to come and, and to give tithes and offerings to the church. You were, you are here because of Jesus. He is the reason. He is the common denominator in our lives that brings us together. Can I get an amen? It's about faith in Him and who He is in our lives. How many of you know that we are the body of Christ? Turn to your brother or sister and say, you're part of the body. Come on, tell them that you're part of the body. You're part of the body. How many of you know we're here because of faith in Jesus Christ? We're here because of faith in the church. We're here because He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our Deliverer. He is our Redeemer. He is our Righteousness. He is the Master. He's the Captain of our souls. Come on, let's give Jesus a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. He is the Forgiver. You know what I mean? It's time that, you know, he's wanting to manifest his fullness in our life. And that's the fullness of Jesus. We can begin to look on him and see everything that we need. He's never going to cut off his church. He said the church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's who we're talking about. He is our forgiver. He is our, he has overcome sin. He overcome death, hell, and the grave. He's overcome everything and every obstacle that we may see in front of us and hear about today. And he's overcome those things. Let's give Jesus a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, you're looking like Jesus. Yeah, you're looking like Jesus. Yeah, you're looking like Jesus. You know, the guys were, yeah, we're studs, man. Jesus, I'm telling you, Jesus was a stud. Jesus was a stud. We're studs. So turn with me. I want to share with you a little bit about um, the revelation that God's been really pouring out. Uh, Turn with me to Psalms 1. I want to be able to talk about living powerful. Say that. Come on. I want to hear everybody. Living powerful. We need to live powerful. I don't want to live wimpy. <laughs> wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. What is there in that commercial? And then there's hefty, hefty, hefty. It was a trash bag commercial years ago. You remember that? I want to be able to live powerful, not just the dunamis power that God talks about, but, but the exousia power that you live with the authority and the power that God's given us. Here is a key, and we're going to get right into this. I want to get to a place today. Here is a key that we want to talk about, and it's called meditation. Say meditation. It's a bunch of hooey for you to to put your hands together and fold your feet and go home and clear your mind. All right, listen to me. What it is, that's not the meditation on God that we're going to talk about. And we're going to look at scriptures on meditation. And the meditation we're talking about is not clearing your mind. It's taking the Word of God and thinking on the Word of God and musing the Word of God and muttering the Word of God. It's meditating and thinking about the Word of God. Now, in the very beginning was God, right? And He was there with who? The Holy Spirit. He was hovering over the earth. And who was with Him? the word. And Jesus is, Jesus is. So he was there in the very beginning. You can go to John and you can read that, that he was there in the beginning. The word was God and the word was with God. 
So it's the word of God that's going to, that we're going to bring forth. So I want to look at this. In, in Psalms chapter 1, I just want to read the first three, three, um, three verses here real quick. It says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight, say delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. And whatever, 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 whatever he does will prosper. As I look at this and I begin to start meditating on this word, I began to, you know, last week we kind of broke down and we talked a little bit about what the desire was. We talked a little bit about the delight of the law of the Lord. And we're talking about his principles. We're not only talking about the Old Testament law. We're talking about the completion of that in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Can I get an amen? See, you know, Jesus said, he, he said that he came to what? Fulfill the law. He came to destroy the works of the enemy to be able to fulfill the law. So we're talking about his principles and his precepts and that we operate by. How many of you know there are principles and precepts that we should operate by? You know, here's the thing that I want you to understand. I am a firm believer that we are a sum total of whatever decisions we make. And, and when we make a poor decision, we end up with the consequences. So listen, decide wisely. Well, that's a good word for somebody here because there's, some, there's somebody teetering on a decision. Decide wisely. Decide wisely. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, meditation. But first of all, I want, to, I want to talk a little bit about memorization. Next uh, scripture, if you will, Bobby, keep going, keep going. Let's see if I can get there. Keep going, keep going, uh, keep going, keep. That's not the right PowerPoint. Um, see if you can. I sent another one. It should be part two. See if that's in there. Um, I sent them over some PowerPoints, so I think that's that's um, that's last week's one that we've got. But he's going to pull that up. But I want to talk a little about about memorization, memorizing. Anybody memorize the word? Yeah, we can memorize the Word of God. I want to talk about memorization versus meditation. Memorizing versus meditating. What's the same thing, Pastor? Because I memorize the Scriptures. You know what I mean? I know what the Scripture is. I know Ephesians 4.29. It says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but that which is edifying and uplifting to the hearer, that it may minister grace. And it's like, okay, well, we can memorize that. But how many of you know you can memorize something but you, I want us to go to that extra step and begin to meditate on it. Because what happens when we begin to meditate on it, something begins to change in our lives. You can memorize, we memorized the kids back there, we memorized Luke 10, 27. And it was like, love the Lord your God with all your, your heart, your soul, your strength, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, you know, we can memorize Luke 10, 27, but I want us to go deeper to that. See, because if we just memorize it, we can say it, we can quote it. But how many of you know there's times where you can say it and you quote it and there is of no effect? You know, the Bible says there's, if you don't take what you learned today and mix it with faith, you won't have any effect. It's not going to do anything for you. So you've got to mix today's word with faith. Say faith. So we can talk a little bit about memorizing. We can talk about memorizing those things. I think you've got the right PowerPoint now. Good job. All right, let's give Bobby a hand back there. Yay. 
Good job. I, I just throw, throw some things at him and say, here, find this, go get it, and then uh, we'll be good. But memorization. So a lot of times we can memorize something. When you memorize something, I was thinking of, uh, of another scripture, uh, Philippians 4.19. It says, my God, what? He shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus, or Christ Jesus' his riches and glory. We can begin to memorize that. Now listen, I'm not telling you, hear me loudly, I'm not telling you do not memorize the Bible. Because I believe that we need to memorize those things, but I don't want it to just be here, I want it to be here. Oh, come on. I don't want it to just be here. I want it to be here. See, because when we begin to get into meditation, then meditation is digesting that. Memorization can happen here, and you can memorize it, but how many of you know we need to digest it? In other words, James, you can have the piece of steak, and you can put it in your mouth, but if you never swallow it, it's never going to get into your digestive system. And meditation is going to be able to take that and begin to swallow it, begin to get it into your system to where when you need it, it's going to be there. Okay. So the other thing that I wanted to look at, too, is confession. Confession versus meditation. How many of you know we have confession? What is your confession? My confession is the Lord. We do a lot of different confessions here. We believe in confessing the word of God. Second Corinthians 4.13. Here we go. Let's put that scripture up. It says, by having the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe, say I believe, therefore I spoke. As we believe, therefore we speak. I mean, the truth is, is you can be around me for a little while, and the more you're around me, the more you'll find out what I believe. The more you're around, because of what? Because of my confession, because of what I'm saying out of my mouth because what I'm standing for because what I am speaking he says I believe therefore I spoke I believe therefore we speak we speak what we believe and if we are meditating on the word of God if we are uh, we'll break down the definition here in a minute if we're meditating on that and we believe that we will begin to confess some things I'm not saying don't confess it In fact, I want you to say this after me. Say, I am the body of Christ. And Satan has no power over me. I have overcome evil with good. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. I am far from oppression, and it will not come near me. I am a child of the Most High God. Therefore, I'm strong, I'm powerful, and I'm going to live a strong, powerful life. In Jesus' name. Now let's give him some praise. Hallelujah. See, we can begin to confess that, and we can take the Word of God, and we can begin to confess that, and we can begin to confess that, and just as you confess that, some of you are like, I don't feel powerful. Pastor, I know you had me tell you that I'm strong and powerful, but right now I feel weak. Right now I don't know what decisions to make. I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to stand up or sit down, or I don't know whether to move forward or get back, or I don't know to, to quit or just give up all the altogether. I'm here to tell you, when we begin to start meditating on that, then those things are going to become real. Those things are going to become alive. So I want us to look real quick at some med- 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 at some meditation. 
the true confession, my confession will come from my meditation. In other words, I can say it out with my mouth, Ron. I can say it out. But if I've not been meditating on that, then it would be more powerful if I had meditation. And then I speak it out and it's real to my life. Are you with me? So we can begin to say, I'm a child of the Most High God. But some of us don't feel like it. Some of us don't. We may feel like an orphan. God doesn't want us to feel like an orphan. So that's why we want you to read the Word of God, get in the Word of God, and not just read it, but meditate on it. So let's take a look real quick at, at the definition of meditation. The definition of meditation in the, in the Greek is dogal, and it means to murmur. Say murmur. And it means by implication to ponder on it, to ponder on it. Meditation, there's a couple different words, and one is to mutter. M-U-T-T-E-R is to mutter. Let's, uh, next slide, if you will. Um, it's to mutter. It means to speak quietly so it's difficult for other people to hear what you are saying. I'm sorry, what did you say? Well, that really wasn't for you. I'm, I, I, was, I was muttering. I was saying it under my breath. How many of you know there are times in, in your life that we need to be meditating on the Word of God and believe what God says about us? And you may have to go, I'm a child of the Most High God, even though you don't feel like it. it. Because you don't feel like it, it's not based on feeling. Hello? Who you are is not based on how you feel. Because there's times I don't feel like a child of God, but according to His Word, because I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I am a child of God. That's what makes me a child of God. And I'm His kid. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter whether I feel today like it or not. I still am. Can I get an amen? Shelly's my wife, even if she doesn't feel like it. (laughs) She's still my wife. Can I get an amen on that? I'm her husband, even though sometimes I may not feel like it, but I'm still her husband. Our children are still our children, whether they feel like our children or not. They're still our children. Amen. So it's not based on feeling because your feeling can change. I don't feel like that right now, Pastor. Well, then maybe you need to get the word of God on it and hear what God says about you. And he says you're a child of the most high God. You've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Then stand up and say, I'm a child or I'm a daughter. Ladies, you can be a daughter of the most high God. You can. That's who you belong to. So who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? (laughs) Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? My daddy is heavenly father. Amen. Are you with me? I'm a child of the Most High God. So we can begin to start talking about those things. And there's times where you're going to have to take that Word of God that you've memorized, that you've confessed, and you're going to have to meditate on it, and you're going to have to think about it, and you're going to say, I am a child. I am a child of God. I am a child. I am the head and not the tail. I am above only, not beneath. I am. I can overcome this. I can overcome this. I have the wisdom of God. I've got the revelation of God. Now, you might be muttering it, so it's going to be more like this. And some of you might, well, you, what are you saying? Well, I'm, I'm muttering the word of God. I can say by his stripes I am healed. Although I got a report that says I still got stints, I can still say, by his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. By his stripes I am healed. Jesus took those stripes on his back. He took every pain, every disease, every sickness, everything that he paid the price for that. I am healed. And I can mutter, say mutter. 
The other word that I want you to understand is muse, M-U-S-E, or musing, the musing. The musing, and we talked a little bit about, was, was you think about it carefully and thoughtfully. Hmm. Let me think about that a minute. We had a, I had a, uh, uh, a director of perishables. Uh, his name is Craig Quinn, who just recently died and went to be with the Lord. He was 64 years old. Craig was an epitome of a musing person. I would sit there with him, and we would talk about something, and he smoked a little pipe. You know, it was like you'd ask him a question, and it was like. And I'm thinking, sometime today, can I get the answer? You know what I mean? Because I'm the type of person, give me yes or no, and I'm on to the next thing. You know what? I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And he would always, he would muse. When you said something to him, I, if there's one thing I know about Craig, is that he was listening and he was thinking about it. I, I give Christy a hard time during times in the in the office in here. I said, because, you know, she's got a, uh, I don't know, Pentium 5 processor or whatever those things are that just goes 100 miles an hour. And she's looking at me and I'm going, see, I could just use the music. And I said, I'm just still on the MS-DOS system. Hang on, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Here it comes, there it is. It's up. You have no idea what MS-DOS is. There's no way here. You'll, you'll never understand that. You know, but it, those of us in the early processing, you know, I'm thinking, okay, here it comes. It's coming. It's coming. It's yes. Christy, there's the answer. And she was like, whew. So now I'm just going to use the musing thing. I'm just going to say musing on that thing while I'm waiting on the files to, to get up. So it's thinking about it carefully. Let me ask a question. Have you thought about the word of God carefully? I'm not saying it to condemn anybody. I'm saying it to challenge Because a lot of times we automatically go to the negative. I don't want to go to the negative. We're not going negative. We're going to what God says. We're going that God is good and God is good all the time. And does God want you to succeed? Does he want you to have victory? No, no, let me ask that again. Does God want you to succeed? Does he want you to have victory? Absolutely. He sent his son to die so we could have victory. Amen. Victory in Jesus. And in Him we move and breathe and have our being. So if I'm in Him, I need to become powerful. Oh, come on, somebody. See, a lot of times we think we're weak. The Bible says when you are weak, He is. So when I'm weak, I know He is. And as I muse on that, if I think about that carefully, that it doesn't matter, Ron, that if I am weak today, I know He's strong. If I'm weak tomorrow, I know He's... If I'm weak the next week, I know He's... So it, it, because that's the word of God and that settles it. So I got to know, even though I'm weak, he's strong. And because I belong to him, my DNA belongs to him that when he's strong, I can be strong. Come on, somebody. So we begin to look at that and we begin to start musing those things. Here's what will happen. Here's what will happen. When you start thinking about it. And I, I'm all for reading scripture, reading uh, all the way through the Bible every year. Um, you know, the Psalms and the Proverbs and the New Testament, the Old Testament. You can have a plan and you can get through. But what about if you took a scripture and started really meditating on it? And you really got it in you. And all of a sudden it was in you and it was in you so much. You know, mine is Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6. Chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord. And lean not on your own understanding. Now let's muse that just a moment. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You have to trust Him even when you don't trust Him. Hello? 
you don't understand, when you can't figure it out, he says, trust in the Lord. Lean not in your own understanding. Ding. And I'm talking about if you begin to start musing that thing and you start thinking about it 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 and you start thinking about it, then situation comes in your life, Michelle, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm trusting in the Lord. I don't understand it. I'm not going to lean towards my understanding because my, how many of you know your understanding can be off? My understanding can be off. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. There's times where I'm like, maybe I didn't acknowledge you in this way. Maybe I did this and I didn't acknowledge you in this way. Or maybe I should have acknowledged you in this way. There's a lot of musing that could go on. We could begin to start thinking about that scripture and I could begin to start asking you, what's it mean to trust in the Lord? And there would be four or five different questions. There would be different answers to that. You know, you could trust God in this. You trust God in that. You may trust God with your finances, but you're having trouble trusting God with your kids. Right? Or vice versa. And we can begin to say, well, what, what is trust? Because, you know, trust takes time. Hello? Trust takes time. Forgiveness can happen right away. But, you know, if I violate my wife's trust, she's not going to trust me the very next day. Forgiveness, she can release forgiveness to me right away. And guess what? Forgiveness happens. But I'm going to have to earn the trust, aren't I? I'm going to have to walk through that. It's going to take some time to be able to earn that trust. So we can begin to start musing something, meaning you're going to, you're going to, you're going to begin to think about it. You're going to think about it. And the more you think about it, oh, come on, somebody. Listen, let me, can I be, I'm going to be real transparent with you. Years ago, when I used to drink like a fish, it was a fish drink. I've never had a, seen a fish with a Budweiser. I don't know. I'm just wondering. But it's a saying. You know what I mean? It's a saying. I used to drink a lot. During the day, guess what I was musing on? And those of you that may have done the same thing, or maybe you're going through the same thing. Yeah, I know there's someone here. A lot of you got a testimony like I got a testimony. The only reason I got over that testimony is because I quit thinking about that. Hello? I'm like 3 o'clock, baby. This bud's for me. A couple more hours, this bud's going to be for me. Bud for... Oh, come on. Am I just the only one that's ever seen the commercials or, or has gone through? You know what I mean? It's happened. Maybe I'll just, you and I can talk, right? Because we got a testimony. But it's like, you know what I mean? It's for me. It's for me. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Hey, there's no different. There's no different than anything else. There's times where we, you know, that's what I was thinking on. So from three to five, that's what I was thinking on. I can't wait till the five o'clock. I can't wait till five o'clock. And then somebody comes in and says, oh, you don't get off till 530. Oh, man. Are you with me? If I did away with that and started thinking about how good God was. And I started thinking about what a blessing God is in my life. And I start thinking about that God's got something good for me. And then from three to five, I'm not thinking about Mr. Budwiper. I mean, Bud, excuse me, that thing. I'm not thinking about that, but I'm beginning to think on the word of God. And all of a sudden I begin to start musing on that. Then guess what? Those other thoughts disappear. I don't even have to worry about binding it, casting it out, taking it down. All I'm doing is replacing it with musing on the word of God and who God is to me and how grateful I am and how thankful I am. And it's wonderful. He saved my life. He helped me. And all of a sudden I'm starting to work through that situation, through that time. And all of a sudden I'm musing on those things and I can step out of that which had held me bondage. 
Come on, anybody. So you got to change the way you think on it. And you don't change the way you think by just by just thinking on it all day long. You can change the way you think about God by thinking about it all day long. And one displaces the other. Are you with me? Anybody understand what I'm talking about? So that's what the musing is. So when he's talking about meditating on it, as I'm meditating on the word of God, faith comes. As I'm meditating on the goodness of God, joy comes. As I'm meditating, even during worship and saying, God, you are an amazing God. You And focus on who God is and not what he's not done for me. What, you know, a lot of times we focus on, well, he didn't do this, he didn't do that, he didn't do that. Well, what about the other 25 things he did for you throughout the day? Well, we forgot about that because those 25 didn't matter. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know what? It's, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's so tough. It's so tough. It's so tough. Well, maybe, it, maybe it's tough because you're looking at tough. Shelly shared a testimony today where her attitude changed. Nothing happened in her situation, but something happened on the inside of us. That's what the meditating I'm talking about. That's what we as believers and followers of Christ have got to begin to start setting our mind. The Bible says if you set your mind on things of the spirit, you'll have what? things of the spirit if you set your mind on things of the flesh you'll have what it's what you set your mind on are you understanding it's the meditation of what you're meditating about what you're thinking about what 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 you're setting your mind on it's that when you begin to start setting your mind on the things of god guess what you become stable you become stable You begin to start seeing Jesus walking into situations. You begin to start seeing things differently the way God wants you to see. So it's not about memorization. It's not about confession. Those are all good. Memorize, confess. But if we can begin to start meditating on that, when you confess it, that which is down there comes out. It's kind of like this, Glennis. When you squeeze toothpaste and it's Colgate, what's coming out? Colgate. When you squeeze toothpaste and it's, what's the next kind? Crest, what's coming out? I mean, you aren't going to go squeeze toothpaste and go, ooh, there was some jello down in there. Toothpaste is coming out of that. So when you've meditated on the Word of God, are you with me? And you've meditated that says all things are possible to him that believe. And you got a challenge in your life and there's difficulty and it's and it's bad and it's horrible. And anybody can look at the situation and say, I don't know what you're going to do. And you can say, wait a minute, I believe in Jesus and there's a way out. There's a way he's going to deliver me, set me free. I'm going to come out of this mess. I'm going to rise above this thing. It's not going to have me. He's trying to take my faith. He can't have my faith and he can't have me either in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Those are things. Come on, somebody ought to give him a mighty shout in this place today. Because those are the things that when we start meditating on that, we get to this other way around. I can't do this. There's no way I can do it. 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 There's just no way I can do it. Guess what? You're not doing it. But if you say, I think I can do it. I think I can. I think I can. You know what I mean? You remember the train, you know what I mean? And the little caboose that could got up that hill. I think it was a red caboose, wasn't it? Got up the hill. You got to think, I can, I think I can, I think I can. 
And I go and I, I go to school and I get information on it. You know, I, I want to become a CPA. So you're going to be a CPA. You go to school and you start, you love numbers and you start dealing with numbers and you start getting training and you start doing all these other things. And then you take a test and you pass your test. You might fail it three times, but you finally pass it. Are you with me? And then you still got a CPA. You don't have a CPA degree that has an asterisk on it. Uh, we was telling our kids when they were in college, I said, look, you, you can get through college. If you get through college with, well, this may not be a good confession for some of you. There's some people that are, that, that are really good, smart. I mean, I mean, they're that. And then there's some like me that if I can get by with a C, I mean, you don't get a degree and it's going, oh, by the way, here's your degree. And it's a little asterisk up here. You got a C. You barely got by. You either in or you're out. Come on, somebody. You either got your diploma or you don't have your diploma. Amen. Yes, they can go back on your transcripts and look and see how well you've done and all that other good stuff. And those are all good things and those are wonderful. But I'm here to tell you that when we start looking at the Word of God and we start applying it to a situation, that situation can change. But first of all, it's got to change within us. Let me give you a few scriptures real quick. Wow, man, time just go by fast. Let me just give you a few scriptures real quick uh, about meditation. Psalms 19, 14. Let's the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. You hear the di- see the digesting of the word there? The meditation, not just of your mouth, but the meditation of your meditation of your meditation of your. So my heart ought to be able to meditate. So I not only think with my mind, but also it's affecting my heart, everybody. So obviously, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Now look, just a little quiz. Look at the word your. Is it capitalized? That's because it's not your. It's God yours. Father God, your, your sight. Oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Next one, Psalm 63, 6. When I remember you on my bed and meditate on you in the night watches when I remember you on my bed. In other words, when I'm laying down, I'm thinking about the Lord. Try that tonight. Try it. You can't sleep? Just start thanking God for everything. Just start thanking God for His goodness. Thank you for His grace. I have something I can thank God for because He saved my life. And you might say, well, Pastor, that's real. That's real to you, but, you know, I'm still struggling. No, he saved your life, too. You may not have had a physical heart attack that could have taken you out, but there's been other things that could have taken you out. And God, God's goodness, his grace and his mercy saved you. And we can begin to start meditating on that. So he's saying, when I remember you, when I'm laying down in bed, I meditate on you in the night watches, in the middle of the night. Anybody get up at 2 o'clock in the morning? 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. Maybe you're getting up. Maybe it's because of prayer. Maybe it's whatever it is. But if you start meditating on God and you start meditating on his principles and you start meditating on his precepts and you start meditating, listen, and how good he is. And you start to get an attitude of gratitude and thankfulness. Then all of a sudden your circumstance didn't change, but your attitude changed. And now you can go back to sleep because I know I want you to have a good night's sleep. Psalm 77, 12 says, I will meditate on all your work. And check this out. And muse on your deeds. Remember that word muse, meditation, thinking about it thoroughly, thinking about it, 
thinking about it, thinking about it, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his, so is he. Are you getting that? Because we can think here, but your heart is going to be impacted. And when your heart is impacted, that's why the scripture says that God can take the heart of the king and he can turn it whichever way he wants to. He didn't say he could take the head of the guy or his mind. He says he can actually take the heart, the cardia, the middle thing, the heart, the center of the being. And he can begin to turn that. I want God to turn our hearts. Hey, um, um, would you come play real quick? I want God to turn our hearts. I want God to turn our hearts in a place of meditation. I want God to turn our hearts. Again, I'm talking about muttering it. I'm talking about musing it. Are y'all learning anything today? That See, because you can meditate on, on the word or you can meditate on your word. <laughs> oh, no, y'all didn't tell me y'all didn't get that. You can meditate on the word because the word is truth. The word is redeemer. Jesus is the word. The word is righteousness. The word is holy. How many of you know the word can set you free? How many of you know you can get delivered? You can get set free. Just the reading the word. I know people just read the word and all of a sudden stuff dropped off their life. You know why? Because it just didn't happen here. It happened here. There was a meditation. There's guys that are like, you know what? I just meditate. I'm meditating on the scripture. I'm meditating on the scripture. And that's what I'm going to challenge you to do next week. I'm going to lay out the challenge for you. But I want you to begin to start asking the Lord now what scripture you could take. If you want to meditate a whole psalm, meditate a whole psalm. But some of you might just need to meditate part of it. And then really begin to get it. And begin to start reading through. And then all of a sudden the Lord will highlight something and he'll say, Delbert, that's it. And you'll take that word whatever that scripture is, and you'll begin to start meditating on it, and you'll break it down. And when the enemy starts to come to you, and he starts to inject thoughts, I mean, you know, that's how he, that's what he does. He gets you to try to believe a lie. Then you can take the truth, and you can say, wait a minute, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. I'm going to share a baseball story with you. When I was coaching back in these, in, in North Carolina, real quick, because I want, I want Cade to know this. There's a young man, and I may have told you this, and, and 14 years old, and he was out there. You'd drive by the high school just about every day, and Hayes Ludlam was out there. You can Google Hayes Ludlam. You can look him up. But he was out there, and he was out there trying to hit baseballs. And, I mean, this young man, he was a, an excellent man. He's an attorney back in North Carolina now. And, and, and Hayes, he, he just was struggling. And then we had our, our ball team was doing great. Hayes just wasn't hitting anything. You know, he wasn't scoring any runs, but he was still contributing because he could, a guy could catch and he could throw and he'd throw some people out going to home. He would do all these other other different things. And I, I got with Hayes one day and, and I said, Hayes, I've seen you do everything possible. And he said, yes, I have. And he was a believer. And I said, have you asked God? And he said, no. What do you mean? And I told him, I said, have you just asked God to help you? And he said, you know, I really haven't. I said, let's do that. You want to do that now? And he said, yeah. So we went out in the park. We were at the baseball field, and everybody, we went out in the park, and we, we, uh, we just kind of knelt down, and I prayed with Hayes. And Hayes just was innocent and wonderful. He just said, God, I just need some help. I just need help. Just help. I'm telling you, 
I started praying over him, and I said, Hayes, I started prophesying. He didn't know what that was, but I started prophesying, and I said, listen, when you get that base hit, you come around first base because I coach first base. I said, we're going to high-five. We're going to be happy, happy. We are gonna, we're just going to rejoice in the Lord. You know what I mean? We're going to give God some praise for that. And I'm telling you, he got up to bat. That kid hit a frozen rope out there, got a first base. We're jumping around. Everybody's looking at us. We ended up winning the game one to nothing. He stole second. Another guy sacrificed him to third. And then on a, on a, on a, on a, on a bunt, we sent him home and won the game one to nothing. The all-star, the all-star coaches were at that game and Hayes shined in that game. He went for like three for three. He had a big hit. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And then from then on, he went on and I think he's over 500 and something in his college career for hitting. He's one and you can Google him and you can look him up. And I'm telling you, God did some amazing things, but a lot of times it's us just saying, you can do it in the natural. You can be there in the natural, but God wants to begin to let you start meditating on his word because something supernatural can begin to happen. And we can begin to tap in to that spiritual realm and all the stuff you're trying to do on the natural realm. God can all of a sudden, this is a word for me too. This is a word for us too. God can all of a sudden do something and connect it with that supernatural realm. And all of a sudden that can manifest in your life and things can be changed. We need to meditate on the word of God. So I'm asking you to begin to look at it and we're going to just challenge you. We're not going to start, you know, and say, okay, meditate on this whole big baby. We're not going to do that. We're just going to ask you to ask the Lord what it is. And this can be done for anybody at any age. They can take the, I was, I was meditating on Jesus wept and I started weeping because I was thinking why he wept and what he was looking at. And I thought he wept, he wept, he wept, he wept, he wept. He was moved to compassion and he wept and he wept. And I thought, God, you have emotions and you began to weep. And I began to weep just by thinking on the shortest verse in the scripture is he, Jesus wept and just begin to muse that. And I begin to muse that. And it's beginning to shape and change something on the inside of me. Do you need something changed on the inside of you? We need something changed on the inside of us. I'm gonna, I got a lot more scripture that I want to read. I'll share this next week. But if you will, just go ahead and stand to your feet. I'm going to ask William to come on up. Come on up here, young man. He came up. He came up. Step right up here on this so some of the people can see you. And you're almost, and one more step, and you'll almost be as tall as I am. I want, I want to pray for you, and then I'm going to have William pray for you. He wanted to pray for everybody today. And how many of you know the children shall lead us? That's what the Scripture says. And God can move as well through a... How old are you now? Nine. Okay, almost nine. Almost nine. He can move through an almost nine-year-old as he well can you move through a 90-year-old. I just want to pray for you that you'll begin to start looking at the scriptures. And God will show you that which you need to meditate on. Because some of you have an identity crisis and you don't know who you are in God. And it's time for you to stand up. Listen, this is a prophetic voice speaking to you. It's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to walk out of where you're in and get into what God has for you. It's time to put away the excuses and the things that are there. You know what I mean? To say, okay, I'm going to step into that. And you can because we're a church that will help you get there. And you may fall, but how many of you know when the Bible says when you fall that it's somebody spiritual should restore you? 
what's happened is people are fallen and other people that are not spiritual are trying to restore them. And the restoration doesn't work because it's not coming from the right place. I want to pray for you and then I'm going to ask William to close us today. Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you. I thank you, God, that as we've learned to begin to muse your word and we begin to confess and we begin to memorize your word, and God, we'll, step, we'll, we'll take it even a step deeper and we'll begin to meditate on it. And God, I know that there's times of meditation for us to be able to set aside, but I thank you, Father, that while we're even driving, while we're thinking, while we're doing functional things, but it's not engaged in our mind and our heart, we'll just continue to meditate on your word. God, I thank you that your word says that you came to set the captives free, that we can meditate on that, that you paid the price for us to be free, for us to step out of where we're at. I thank you that you have a destiny and a plan and a purpose for all of us. And God, I thank you that you you allow us to meditate on what that plan and purpose and destiny is. And God, I ask you just to show us this week what that scripture might be. I thank you that you keep people safe. I thank you that you bring them back this next week to finish the rest of this message. But most importantly, to lift you up and connect with you because that's why we're here. And I bless each and every person here today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all these people. And just thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being our Savior. And thank you for everything you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, come on, let's give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hey, if you're here today and you want some prayer today, we've got some prayer teams that will pray for you. You go forth in his power and his might. Um, This is only part of the message. I only got about halfway through. So invite somebody next week. We'll see you then. God bless you.